I ran a online event in January called Ignite Growth, which I spoke to, I ran a masterclass on goal setting, thinking about the year ahead, but also I spoke to several entrepreneurs and experts just thinking about how they could support people with strategies for the year ahead. And after that, I then developed a meditation program, eight meditations around self-love. In sharing those, quite a lot of conversations with women who feel that it's just them going through what they're going through. And I thought it'd be great to speak to women like yourself about their own individual journey, but also advice and tips that they could share. And um, I have you here as the Empowerment Warrior based in Spain. It sounds great. But yeah, it's a really lovely project thing to be doing because like you say, so many of us, when we're in that place where we're sort of stuck, we do just freak out and just go, oh my good God, I'm a failure. And it's always nice to hear that someone else has been there, you know, survived through it. Absolutely. So tell us, Elizabeth, um, and yeah. do I call you, are you a Liz, are you Elizabeth, are you a Beth? I'm an Elizabeth. Elizabeth, fantastic. Yeah, thank you for asking. So Elizabeth, tell us where you are based and what you do. So I live in Spain, I actually live in Ibiza and I am an empowerment coach and business mentor. I love working with small business owners, especially people that are going out to make other people's lives better. So I've actually been in the health and wellness industry for 17 years now. Um, 16 of those I've been running my own massage practice, a therapeutic massage practice. So I love, I mean, I, I love helping people and he, you know, helping them in their healing journey. But in terms, I really love supporting other healers, therapists, wellness practitioners in going out and sharing what they've got to offer with more people. It can be one of the hardest things as a therapist to do is to go and shout out and to also charge, you know, the money that they want to be charging for it. The crux of what I do is as long as I'm helping someone else live a better quality of life, that's it. I'm I'm happy. I go to bed happy at the end of the day. Fantastic. You mentioned something about supporting people who serve others. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Ensuring that they are charging what they are worth, that they are getting the value out of what they are providing. And I know that I've been through a journey. So I've been an LP practitioner for the last 16 years. I've run my own coaching business, mentoring. And there was a time where I, you know, I'd say, oh, I'd, I'd do it for free or, you know, I'll charge 20 pounds or maybe I can charge 40. And I just wasn't sure. And I know we're talking about self-love, but I think that's absolutely part of the self-love journey. Yes. Totally, totally. It is about trusting that what you've got to give, knowing what you've got to give is worth asking money for, but also worth asking good money for because that's what makes your quality of life better. You know, I think, and especially with why I like working with people who are in service to others, because we, we would do it for free. You know, we're so passionate about what it is. We would do it for free. We just want to help people. But then we end up sacrificing our own quality of life, our own human experience. And that kind of sucks. So it's about finding a balance. Yeah, I love helping people find a balance so that they've got the confidence and the love for themselves to be able to ask for what they're worth. Fantastic. And what brought you to this work? There were two nudges in that way. As I said, I've been a massage therapist for years and I knew I wanted to be a healer from, I wanted to be a nurse when I was a little girl. If anyone asked me, it's like, I want to be a nurse. I want to be a nurse. And then as I grew up and realized that nursing probably meant the NHS and working for big operations and under other people. I could see there might be a clash in personalities there. Um, I've always been very independent to some extent. Uh, I 
had a hankering that I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to be my own boss. And eventually, you know, I went on a bit of a teenage and, you know, university years, experimented with other career ideas, I should say, and eventually found myself in the wellness industry. I started off as the personal trainer. Um, I It's quite interesting. I had arthritis as a child. So as I grew up and that kind of left me, it burnt itself out, as they say, um, I knew I wanted to help people be stronger, be healthier, be more active to what had helped me with the arthritis had been, you know, looking after my health, looking after my diet, looking after my exercise, staying calm and being able to handle the stresses of life. Yeah, after a couple of soul-destroying office jobs in London where I was not helping people at all. I mean, I was a debt collector and I was working at excluding children from school in their credit control. And, you know, I was kind of like soul-destroying the complete opposite of what it was I wanted to do. I found the gym and that sparked something in me. So I started off as a personal trainer and then I was, I found my way into massage. And that's when I realized that I'd kind of struck gold on something that I was really passionate about, something that interested me and also satisfied that desire in me to make other people's quality of life better. So I built my first massage practice. I was actually in Cyprus and that's where my, it's where I first fell out of love with myself, I'll say, and then fell back in love with myself again, but all through that period of building my first business. And then I often moved and I moved across the Mediterranean and I ended up in Ibiza and I started again, built my business from scratch again here. And this time it went so quickly. Whereas in Cyprus, as a massage therapist, I had one colleague friend and that was it. You know, it was really not well known. In Ibiza, the healing side of Ibiza is massive. And I came across so many therapists, so many people here who are trying to serve the world, serve people and just struggling so much with their own belief in themselves, their confidence, their what, what they're worth how you know whether or not it's worth prioritizing themselves I think there's probably a better way of saying that but it naturally just fell into as I am you know I wanted to help I wanted to share and fell into coaching and mentoring that way and then my children really nudged me into the coaching when I was looking for a way to help them they reached about nine and eleven and I was watching them the way they were talking about themselves about you know the challenges in life and I just sort of like oh no this can't go on. You know, I wanted to find ways to be able to help them, to be able to see with perspective, to be able to have belief in themselves, to be able to sort of like basically everything we do in coaching, I wanted to start off with them, have it ingrained in them young so they didn't have to go through too much of the traumas that, you know, we then go through losing ourselves and refinding ourselves. That's an amazing story. And I love that, you know, you've moved to various places and you're you're now in Spain. What is the common denominator, if there is one, which means that people get to a place where they don't love themselves? Is there something that you found is common to each person? They might have different stories, but actually yeah. something internally or there's something that has happened that means they find themselves in that position. It can be, you know, it could be one of many things that ha have happened to them. I think we've all had these experiences where we've been told we're something or we've been made to feel we're something and we attach onto that. We forget who we are and we attach onto that and we allow that. I call it a gremlin. I used to call it like a fungi, but I actually have a lot of respect for fungi now. So now I'm, we spend our life pretending 
well firstly listening to other people and their opinions on ourselves but then actually internalizing them and creating making them our own and then we spend the rest of our life trying to hide them from everybody because they make us inadequate and not good enough and um, I think you know from what I've heard of people I've worked with as a therapist and also as a coach and as a mentor the biggest human fear is not being good enough yes yeah absolutely and you describe it as a gremlin how do you help people love that side of themselves or that part of themselves because you know nobody really wants to go near a gremlin unless it's the the fluffy version but equally that's a part of us that we do need to acknowledge first and foremost how do you get people to want to even consider that that is part of them and to start to love that the end what we're aiming for is acceptance you mentioned fair acknowledgement which is first you know essential but what we're aiming for is acceptance and you know for me i i make it into a game i take the fear out of it i've actually given them all you know given my gremlins names and you know stupid names like daring deirdre or lazy laura and i give them characters and i you know i i create this vision that I can have and I have a conversation with them and it's you know the acceptance for me comes from the fact that everything that we dislike about ourselves at this moment at some point in our past it has helped us it's helped us become who we are today I always for one of the first things I do with anyone I speak to again you know client is to just say this idea of good and bad positive and negative is such a made-up thing but on a soul level we don't know what's good and bad. You know, sadness isn't bad and happiness isn't good. They're just experiences. They're just feelings. And the moment we can take the charge away from those parts of us, like one of my favorite ones is I'm lazy. I used to use one. I now openly accept that, yes, I can be a lazy so-and-so and that's fine. It's not a problem. Um, being lazy in the past has probably helped me in some ways because it stopped me from taking on too much and burning myself out. But also I realized that lazy, maybe lazy is, is time, I, time for lazy to retire. Maybe lazy doesn't need to be, maybe there needs to be self-preserving in there and start to reframe the way we look at it. Yeah, that's the it's, word that yeah. was coming to mind. How do we reframe some of the labels that we've given ourselves so we can turn some of our perceptions, especially of those experiences, into something that is more positive, but also something that we can continue to utilise? So what tips do you have for women who are struggling with self-love? First of all, is to remind yourself that you are not alone, no matter how together someone looks like they've got it whether or not in person or on social media they have their own little collection of gremlins that we all have them and we feel scared that if we admit to someone that we're lazy or we don't think we're pretty enough that they'll agree with us and that they'll validate I mean it doesn't actually matter what anybody else thinks at the end of the day what matters is what you think of you and it's knowing that you're not alone knowing that other people do feel these things think of it in the same way as emptying out the linen cupboard if you've got a really disorganized linen cupboard like me you know you can look at that job for weeks and weeks and think oh my good god it's going to be awful it's going to be you know so time to you it's going to be dusty once we get started it's really not as bad as we think it's going to be so just jump in find people to support you people who are there are so many people out there who want to help 
you get through these gremlins, want to help you get through these sort of like these places and will happily listen to you. You know, not everybody is as judgmental as we kind of think they are. And the other way I always think about it is if your best friend, you know, if someone came to you and said this, what would your reaction be? Because that's probably what 90% of the people around you will react to in the same way. We're not generally this cruel, unpleasant group of people that we kind of think everybody is. It's about that self-talk. And I think that goes back to a lot of what you've said is that sometimes through that self-talk, what we're constantly saying to ourselves is that I don't love, accept or trust myself. Those individual phrases or those constant reminders about things that have gone wrong lowers how our value because then what we start to do is externalize that and start to look for evidence that that is that's true and so you're totally reinforcing the gremlins <laughs> and then you start to see evidence <laughs> of that um, whether yeah. true or not outside of yourself and I think that's pretty powerful totally you summed it up absolutely perfectly there but I think something that's really important and one of I think probably my biggest tip is that we talk about mantras and we see these ways of starting to go I am lovable I am beautiful and they can feel so far from where we are that actually it doesn't help us to start reciting that or try telling ourselves. And it's about finding in between ground and it's finding that bit we are happy with. And as a great way, great word, and it is just one word that I find is just adding yet to things. So, you know, if, if you're, for example, you don't feel beautiful, it's sort of like I'm not beautiful or I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel beautiful yet instantly it changes the energy around it it changes you know anything is possible you can and it is a process you may not feel beautiful today but tomorrow you'll feel a little bit more beautiful and the day after you'll feel a little bit more beautiful than you did tomorrow and one day you'll wake up and you'll look at yourself and just think you're all right yeah you may have gray hair yeah you may have wrinkles but you know what you're 40 something you've been through life you've got experience of course you are and that's all right and I you know I love you for that and is gratitude part of that process I'm hearing totally yeah totally I talk a lot about and I with my clients and with people vibration and frequency and how our vibration changes you know what we manifest what the universe brings us but also what we see and what we experience and gratitude is the quickest way to change everything to completely flip the mindset even on your dullest downest days find three things to be grateful for even if it's just the fact that you've opened your eyes or you know you've woken up in a warm bedroom or whatever it is it will flick the switch and it will start the process and that's all it's just a lot of little steps making a little bit of headway in the in the process don't try and you know change everything instantly just know that you're just making one more step and that's getting you one step closer and you spoke earlier about healers and counselors and if they have and therapists if they have the if they're lacking belief in what they're doing and we're, we're talking about vibration and energy in the universe and consciousness what do you suggest that they do to start to manifest what they truly desire rather than what they currently believe? First of all, not look at everybody else as being competition, not looking at other people who are doing well as proving your failure, but actually what's showing you what is possible for you when you're ready to receive it. 
and to start really exploring into their gremlins and their demons and see what it is that they are holding over themselves. What are the conditions? I can be successful when I'm thinner. I can be successful when I've got more qualifications. Just clear those gremlins, clear any of the gremlins. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not healthy enough to be a personal trainer, for example. That's your story. Yes. Totally your story. And as I say, you know, it's always more fun with others. Find support, find someone who is going to be able, you know, who you feel comfortable sharing, saying these things out loud. It makes such a difference to verbalize it rather than even just write it down. When you say something out loud, you take away the fear, you take away the charge. Fantastic. And so what, what I get from that is the, the phrase, and I don't know who said it, but healer, heal thyself. That's an ongoing journey. It's not just a one time. I had a previous conversation with someone today. It's not just a one time thing that you mm. go through a process where you, and then you're healed and then that's it. But it's a constant journey of healer, healing thyself, going back and checking your internal dialogue, your limiting beliefs, making sure that they're empowering. And when they're not, that's okay. Let's go again. What do you choose next? So I think that's really important. Totally. And remembering that you don't need to be completely sorted to be able to to help someone else yes we are all works in progress and we'll be works in progress until the end of our journey yes um, and that's part of the beauty of you yeah, that's important. So how can people connect with you, Elizabeth? The best way to connect with me is probably on Facebook. I am Elizabeth Walker on Facebook, very simple, or facebook.com slash this is Elizabeth Walker. And on Instagram, you can get hold of me from uh, through as the Empowerment Warrior. And yeah, I love I love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories, hearing people's feedback and takeaways and just experiences of life so please please feel free to to reach out to say hi let me know what's going on with you yeah i will do thank you very much for today elizabeth keep in contact i'm going to connect with you on social media and thank you very much for your time yeah. today and your words of wisdom no thank you very much diana it's been lovely lovely to meet you and um amazing project so oh, i look forward to hearing them all nice one have a great day <laughs> bye take care bye, bye.